All right, we are recording. Welcome, everybody. I'm not even sure what episode this is. It doesn't matter. We fell off the wagon, Josh. Yeah. We. I don't think we've done an episode for like a month. And Busy. that brings got a lot going on, dude. Dude, that's what happens, though. Life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. Business gets in the way. Chase that money. Go get it. That's it. Life, business, money, family, all of that gets in the way. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about right now. So, so you went to Dallas. Tell I went to Dallas story. like three weeks ago. But the problem was I spent like six days in Dallas. So we had hotel living going on for six days. And I, I worked out. I actually did. Not as much as I usually do. I'm working out six days a week, right? So I worked out probably three times in six days, which was okay for traveling. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in maintenance mode just trying to survive. Yeah. I ate pretty good, probably under eight though. I ate clean in Dallas, but under eight. Were and then I came back. Were you ham and tones? Were you having ketones? Were oh, dude, I was drinking like three, four a day. Because when I'm traveling and I don't have good food, I will lean on ketones. Yeah, twice. I agree. I'm the same way. It, it, it really helps me like get through energy, everything else. And instead of eating a brownie in Starbucks, I'm good. I, I don't, I don't get those cravings. Right. Yeah, I agree. So anyways, I came back from Dallas. And so I've had about a two, three week stay at home. It took me a while to get back in my swing, bro. Cause I mean, I, I six days a week, sometimes twice a day, 90% eating clean, 90% tracking, doing really well. But for me, bro, I, the last two, three weeks, I've gotten in the gym half as much, and I've eaten half as compliant, and I, I have fallen off tracking. Like, I'm a mess. How, how, much, how much weight have you gained back? Like, between three and five pounds. Not that's sure exactly. Nothing, dude, that's so nothing, right? <laughs> and that just, that just speaks to the volume you've done. And the idea for this podcast came up because you were saying it to me, and I was like, dude, like, the first week of October, I took a week off. Then I've always tracked food. I think it's just part of, like, for me. Um, then I took a week off. It was a planned week off because I trained 12 weeks straight. Then I took a week off, and the second week was kind of like uh, in and out of the gym, doing what I like. Wasn't, and there really were days, and this is what we want to be transparent about. Like, the fitness pro guy here <laughs> has days where you're like, God, I don't want to go. Or hey, you have weeks where you're like, God, the gym feels like it's five hours away. Like, you know, and dude, I and, even had days where I was in there and I was like, almost feel like quitting, like halfway through my cardio. Like, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. And then this week I picked it up. I've started doing a different style of training, some blood flow restriction that kind of keeps it interesting for me. But it made us think we're really gaining momentum with the Phenom brand group the community. I have gotten, it's interesting. I'm getting messages from people I've never met that say, I got a message from somebody today that said, Hey, I've been following your program for 11 weeks. I'm down 19 pounds. Never. I don't even know this person. They've never commented on anything. They've never said anything. Just a random message. Hey, just thought you'd want to know I've lost 19 pounds in 11 weeks off your content. How awesome is that, by the way, though? It's unbelievable. It really is. It is fulfilling to know you're giving people value. Right. But we still have those people that say, I can't get it going. I can't move. I can't get going. And I think what we want to let people know is that's normal. That's normal. You can't live balls of the wall in anything for long term. We got to find moderation. 
So I guess the discussion today is, hey, I fell off the wagon a little bit, had a couple few bad days or weeks, not as motivated in the gym. Now what do I do? Oh, and, and I ate half of a cake at my daughter's birthday. Just say it. Like that happened. Half no, of a cake. You ate it. What's you that? Gross. You feel gross after you ate oh, it? Dude, I, I felt gross even before I took the first bite. And oh. I was like, I, this is nasty. Yeah. But I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know. I knew that I was going to. Well, I knew. In my head, I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to punish myself right now and yeah. then I'm going to correct it. Like yeah. I'm going hardcore again. I put a post up where I was, I was, I got up late one day and I just, I had to get my calories in and I ate like four tablespoons of peanut butter, a banana, like four Eggo waffles, <laughs> like my kids Eggo waffles and like um, liquid weight, well, egg whites. And it was like 1200 calories. Oh. I just drank them. And I was like, you know, and I posted to be transparent. I was like, hey, bad day, got up late. I'm hammering this because I need calories, but I'll make up for it later. And there's this lady that follows me. Her name's Allison. She's been writing programs for people online, providing content, writing for like 15 years. And she commented underneath it. She goes, great post, great transparency. The smartest thing you said was, I'll make up for it later. I'll make the changes, like I'll, I'll make it later. So <clears throat> I thought about three, four, five things that when people fall off the wagon, because I hear it for all the time, people message me or they're like, I didn't do good yesterday or I was on the road and I ate McDonald's or I had an apple pie or, you know, <laughs> I said, hey, we're in the, this is a process. It's not perfection, okay? I said, we are going to go into for this knowing that we're going to run into speed bumps, but we can't make them roadblocks. Yes. Well, you can go around a speed bump or go a little slower over it. A roadblock makes you go in a completely opposite direction. As long as you're not going in an opposite direction, you've identified where you've messed up. You know why it happened. Just don't turn a bad meal into a bad day, which turns into a bad weekend, which all of a sudden you're not at the gym till Thursday and now you're demoralized. Well, and what happens with me, I don't know if it happens with you. Like if I go one day from like working out, I feel bad, but then it's two and then, then it's three. And then I know in my head, there's a danger coming. Like for, for regular people, if I let that go too many days, there's a chance that I don't go back in there for six months. Like, well, because like it, it's a routine. Ooh, yes. You can develop bad routines or you can develop good routines. I always stick to when we did the mastermind and that guy goes, anytime you, you exchange a bad habit for a good habit, you celebrate. Yep. But then anytime you can have the awareness of when you're turning a good habit into a bad habit and you can realize, hold up, that's two bad meals in a row or that's three days in a row, I need to change, right? and get back on track, <clears throat> I tell people all the time, the first thing you do when you, when you mess up on your nutrition plan is you have to forget about it. You can't beat yourself up about it. I told a buddy of mine, and, and I use a baseball reference because he played college baseball and I'm helping him with nutrition. I said, dude, when you gave up a home run, you never really, you can't dwell on the home run. You got the next guy in front of you. Yeah. You dwell on that home run, you might serve up another one, right? So I said, you got to have a short-term memory 
when you're in this nutrition game, this wellness game, because people who start when they're in their adulthoods, what a lot of people understand is they're replacing 30 years of bad shit they've done. You're not going to turn around on a Sunday, decide to go on a nutrition plan, and you're not going to hit all your macros perfect on a Monday. You're not going to hit all your workouts perfect that week. Allow yourself some failure. And I wrote a nutrition plan recently for somebody, and I said, hey, here's the MyFitnessPal. Here's your nutrition plan. Here's some tips. You're going to fail. Day one, you're going to be like, holy cow, I'm 400 calories short, and I got half the amount of protein. You remember those days. You're oh, like, yeah, it was hard. Holy hell, dude. How am I supposed to get 200 grams of protein? Yeah. And now I kill it. Now you're like, on it. yeah. Now you're like, good to go. So my tip for people who fall off the wagon. One, you got to forget about it. Can't beat yourself up about it. Two, don't turn one bad day into two bad days. And three, you are ultimately in control of what you do next right? 100% in control. You could eat bad for a whole day because it was your kid's birthday and you ate cake. Who cares, right? Just the next day, you know, I'm going to hit my numbers and start great. And what people find out is they're like, I didn't even gain weight. Yep. Right? So many people are caught up on the scale. They get on the scale and they're like, oh, whatever. I tell people in that situation, you celebrate the fact that you identified a bad action or a bad habit you knew you did it, you know how to stop it, and you continued on the right path. Yep. So many people will be like, screw it, I ate cake, I'm eating cake tomorrow, I'm not working out, I can't do this. It's, uh, it's easier to, like, falling off is so much easier than when you first start, too. Like, I, I know that for me personally, like, I know that if I get regular and I already, I already started yesterday, like eating and like I'm back to clean and all that good stuff and tracking. But I know for sure that if I go back and, and kill it in this week and hit all of my workouts, all six, the way I'm supposed to, by the end of the week, I'll be feeling fantastic already. And for me, like knowing that, okay, I'm, I'm starting again, I'm going after it. Like I, the first thing that I did was increase my water like fast, like, cause I was off that a little bit. Like, I like that. You know, and that helped me tremendously. Like, and that's, I'm just the, the, the regular person here talking. I don't know shit about any of this, right? Like I know what Josh tells me and what I see on podcasts. So um, I will tell you that, that that helped tremendously. And then even though I'm not, I'm not here to talk about intermittent fasting for all the benefits that some people say there are, but for me, the first two days I did it just to control my eating. Good idea. Get myself great, back. Great idea, right? You gave yourself parameters and say, hey, I'm going to give myself 10 to 6 or noon to 8, whatever you gave yourself parameters. I'm going to eat good within that, and then I'm done. Yep. There is nothing wrong with that. I think that's almost a benefit of the fast. And that's, right? that's what I use it for. I kicked off with, I got back to my gallon plus a day of water and then went IF for two days. And this is my first day, not IF. And it worked for me just for that, like to get me back in. And I think that's the mental thing that kind of just kicks you into it. Sure. Well, yeah. it's following a program again, I think. Like, I, I just need to follow things. Like, for you, you can, like, you know, you walk in the gym and you probably don't know exactly what you're going to do. You just go do it because you know. Like me, if it's not on the sheet of paper from Josh, then I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I, I know I'll go back to not doing it right. So yes. yeah. I, I need to be shown what to do, and I'm good. 
like that's where I roll. So I, I went right back to hydration and, and just quick IF to, to get me back in compliance. Cause I know that's the thing. That's the most important thing is being compliant with all these plants. Yeah. And I think there's also a side to moderation. I think over time you're going to realize, Hey, I remember that time I went to Dallas, I had three bad days, but when I came back, I was fine. Yep. So I think down the line, you can be like, all right, in January, I got to go to Tampa. I'm going to have a couple three days that mighty aren't that great, but I know I'll be right back on the game yep. the next day when I get there and I'll probably still be in better shape than I ever was. Um, <clears throat> I think it's when people let that one trip turn into a month. And see, I know people that do that about the holidays. Yep. I know people that are like, oh, you know, it's the holidays. I'm just going to give up. Whoa, no, no. They have that magical date clock in their head for, oh, January 1st, everything's going to change. January yeah. 1st. Come on, or, man. Or Christmas to Thanksgiving. Christmas, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, people are like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever. Dude, I'm going to work twice as hard because I, I don't want the bad results of all of the things I'm going to screw up nutritionally. Well, not only that, Christmas and Thanksgiving are only two days. Yeah. Yeah. You just took 30. <laughs> but it's the holidays, bro. Yeah, you know, it's it's the holidays and old friends and that. And, hey, man, I know a lot of people that do nutrition good enough during the holidays to not kill their body. Yeah. It's possible. And you can do it in a non-psycho way so your family doesn't think you're crazy. Well, see, and I'm I'm the idiot who wants to go the other direction. I'm like, how can I shred the most between now and the holidays and through the holidays so I can make everyone else feel guilty and terrible about themselves while I'm hanging out? Like, I'm like, yeah, hey, how can I be the fit one? <laughs> it's funny. Um, that's kind of how I started growing a beard. <laughs> Everybody started no shave November. And I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to shave in November. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're going to shave in November? No, I can't do it. I don't think I'll do it. I, don't think <laughs> I told the football team I coach at, we, um, we do a lot of running clocks. Like we're up on people at halftime by 40. So we do a running clock. And one of the kids was like, hey, coach, if we running clock the next two people and the game series is over and we running clock people on the way out, will you shave your beard like to celebrate? I'm like, nah. <laughs> Don't give it up, bro. Don't give it up. No. <clears throat> but um, I think this is a perfect conversation to have in our group because I think we had a whole lot of people get really excited in the group. And I think a lot of the groups, how many groups we manage around fitness right now? Five or six? Oh, at least. Yeah, five, maybe six. Yep. We got six other groups in the fitness industry, which I'm going to give a shameless plug. If you're in the fitness industry and you're looking to monetize, give us a call. Like we're going to, we're, we're do, we are on fire with fitness people monetizing online their brand. It's unbelievable what we're doing. Yep. Um, but our group is really excited, right? Now everybody's kind of like, oh, I did the 12-week plan. I did my nutrition. I did my seven-week plan. And now we're like, all right, we're going to do some challenges because we want to keep people excited. That's why I really think the fast is so important monthly because people can work month to month. It's easy in your brain to think of, all right, four weeks, I'm going to be doing this. And then there's a fast. Then there's four weeks I'm going to do this. It's kind of like reading a book a chapter at a time. You don't got to read it all at once. Right. Right. 
So I like that. So <clears throat> if people are out there and they're listening to this and they're like, oh, I'm just not doing as good as I was used, I used to, one, you're in control of it. Change tomorrow. Two, it's okay to be in moderation. And three, you can't beat yourself up about it. That's in the past. Yep. Right? Yep. We have people in the group that are like, oh, the last three weeks I've just not done great. And I was like, you know what the beautiful thing about it is? Tomorrow, it can change. That's it. Like, you know, and it doesn't even have to wait till tomorrow, right? Like, it's like just the, the next, next thing meal. you eat, make the it the right thing. Like, the next meal. Go, go take a walk, go move, go run, go do something. Like go pick up a kettlebell and swing it around in your driveway. And I think that's important to have that conversation with people going into the holidays. Well, it's look, it's like you kind of nailed it. It's one of those things where everyone looks at the clock. It's like this magic calendar. And I, I hate that part of the holidays. I really, it's, it's like a pet peeve of mine that everyone like from here on out, we're like mid October just to give time reference. And literally people are like, all right, January 1, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to get healthy. And they literally will start talking about that shit now, like November, December. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. like, what are you waiting for? Start tomorrow. Start right now. Like, get, I'm going to eat everything at the house, and then I'll start in two months. Yeah, when everybody's gone, I, I got to do this traveling. I gotta, that's all the more reasons why you should be getting fit. Like, because you're going to eat terrible food. Sorry, you're just going to. You know, I tell people all the time um, when somebody hits me up, <coughs> and they're like, Hey man, I really started to got to start getting in shape, right? Like our buddy, John Tomlinson, right? Remember John, he hit me up oh, recently and I'm like, well, either John got divorced or he had a bad doctor appointment, <laughs> right? Cause there's two people type of people that are super excited about working out. Either they're newly single. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime these women hit me up, I'm like, so you're on the market and you need <laughs> Right. That's so sexist to say. You're or a bad men, person. Men are the same way. Men are the same way. Right. Men are like my Joshua Ortega, by the way. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Go follow me and heckle me. Or even I'm, men. Men will be like, my girlfriend dumped me. I need to get my abs back. I could get jacked, bro. Jacked. Or they went to the doctor and the doctor's like, you got like, you're borderline diabetic. Yeah. You're, I got high blood pressure. We're going to put you on 15 medications. And then people go, whoa. Yeah, I need maybe, I should be healthy. maybe I should start working out. Right. It's either people usually are really only motivated for health. If they haven't been in healthy their whole life, they're either motivated for narcissistic reasons, which is fine. Cause I tell people all the time, I don't care if you did yoga. I don't care if you did CrossFit. I don't care if you did bodybuilding. I don't care what you did. You first were motivated to do that because you wanted to look hot. 100%. I don't. And, and people are like, no, I just need to work on my mobility. Shut up. You're a liar. No, I just really want to be good at my CrossFit skills. Shut up. You're a liar. Ego is no, no joke. And it's, ego is, is, is the, the, the thing that controls people. Yes. You, and I don't care who you are. You can't tell me and say, oh, I did yoga because I needed more uh, meditation. No, you wanted to, you thought you'd look better. You wanted to work out and look better. Right. Or the doctor is like, you're probably going to die soon, right? Those two are great motivators for people, right? The relationship is funny because when I, the first person I ever started with <clears throat> was this girl and we helped her with her nutrition. She was just at a bad point in life, lost a boatload of weight, had a boyfriend, 
year and a half long relationship. And she put on social media something about how bad it was of a breakup. Two weeks later, inbox, hey, I need to start getting back in shape. Like, I knew it. I knew, this was I knew this was coming, right? I knew this was coming, right? I knew it, right? Back on the market. But people do fall off sometimes out of comfort in those situations, right? Sure. How many people, I mean, dude, I remember dude, when, when, when my wife was pregnant, I got fat. Oh, dude. I did all three times. <laughs> you did fat. Like 30 pounds, bro. Like, I, I just... I wouldn't eat with her every time. Like we just my be, my before I got I'll post I'll post my before and after. I got a before and after I post where I was two twenty seven and got down to like one ninety seven in shape, and um I was fat, heavy two twenty seven, just kind of demotivated. <clears throat> and um people were like, when did when did you take that picture? I was like, I think I took that picture like three days after my kid was born. Right. <laughs> yeah. That nine months getting fat. Oh, dude, that, it happens. Like things change. Like the worst thing for me would used to be like when I was a cop, my shift would change. Oh, dude, working graveyards. Good luck. Good luck being healthy. Very difficult. Very, very. You have almost no sleep. You like, you know, the food situation. If you're not bringing it in, you're not eating it unless it's horrible, horrible, disgusting fast food. Not even good fast food, horrible food. Like, How many times have you not been able to even finish a meal because you're they're like oh, on the call and you're like, well. There's been, there's been, you know, when I worked like South Central LA, like I would go where? 16 hours. When I worked South Central LA, like I would have like 16 hours where I couldn't even eat. You worked in South Central LA? Oh, that's where I started, bro. Yeah, yeah. How old were you when we started? 26. I You're was working six years old doing South Central LA. So that's what, 14 years ago? Yeah. 14, 15. Yeah, so my first one to the street, South Central LA, like uh, Compton, Watts, all that area. 26 years old, Compton, Watts. And was, when I think of like crazy gang violence, I think like the 90s Crips and Bloods. Oh, bro. And, and early 2000s. This is all before cameras and everything else, too. So like it was much more Wild West. Because there's not surveillance every corner everything isn't caught and i mean we used to sit in the station parking lot at the beginning of shift and hear the gunshots like boom 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 and try to guess if it was from lapd's area or ours and if we and where we were going to go um on new year's eve we'd sit under the freeway overpasses and this was this was you know to this is like 2002 2003 when i could think of it the most and I would and I would hear just automatic gunfire like from all areas like on New Year's Eve everyone just shooting in the, in the sky and we'd have to be under these freeway overpasses because all the the bullets falling. No and, oh, dude, we get like twenty calls of like bullets crashing through roofs and cars, and the next day there'd be holes in cars all over the place. Was it just, mostly gang violence or was it just oh, drug? Ninety percent, ninety percent gang violence or robberies. You get some robberies, carjacking, stuff like that. Yeah. Mostly gang violence, so. Yeah. I imagine working in that environment and I've never been overseas in a military. I've never been military. I've never been, but I think of all the environments, that's probably the closest in the United States you come to like a, a war type environment. Yeah. I mean, literally I'd be going down one street, you know, just cruising my black and white and hear gunshots on the street next to it, you know, roll around and be body in the street and cars taken off. And like, that's, that's kind of how it is there. Like it's, Pretty crazy. <laughs> God, dude. Thank the Lord for the internet. Dude, right? I don't have to do it no more. Jeez. Yeah, and that's another thing, dude. Like, you don't. 
that's another thing that's a whole nother topic right but what we're doing with fitness people it's not like being a cop right i i know that but i know a lot of fitness people who say i don't even see my kids right sure i want i wanted to get involved in fitness because i loved working out now i don't see my kids i'm working 14 hour days I can't take a vacation because when I take a vacation, I got to pay for Disneyland, but then I also lose two weeks of clients. So I take a double hit. Um, vac- or holidays suck because nobody wants to work out between Christmas and Thanksgiving, so I don't get paid. Yep. Right? So that's just a, another, I know that's kind of off topic, but that's where we're headed in, in our business. But, you know, I think that also leads to how many times do you see people get momentum in business? Just like they get momentum and nutrition and then no activity for like five, six days. Well, yeah. And, and it, it also is sometimes like the same old things don't work the same as they did in the beginning, like in business and fitness, whatever. Sometimes you have to shake it up a little bit, change things up. Like if you're doing in business, you got to change it up, do something different. If it's yeah. workout, like, Hey Josh, I need a new workout. I'm bored with this. Right? Like that's, that's how this goes. Well, I think that's too. People ask me, um, and, and this leads to when we talk about people falling off the wagon, People a lot of times fall off the wagon in nutrition because they get, or nutrition, because they get, they get sick of eating the same foods. Now, I even post on people in the group, if you have recipes, please post. Because some people care about recipes. I don't care. I'll do rice. I'll do meat. I'll do And I'll eat the steak. And oh, give me, give me the brown rice. I'm good. Like, that's all I need. Like, it's a couple things. That's how I am. I don't care. You know, I'll eat oatmeal plain. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I just don't care. I've been in it long enough. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that do care about what it tastes like. They want to have good food. They want to have recipes. And they lose a nutrition battle because they get bored. Yep. The same thing in fitness. Like, I'm trying to react my brain for a new, a new workout. Um, and, and we have other people in groups that have done, like, the, um, like, like Lindsay's group. did the seven-week booty program. And now people are trying to hit an inner group. And this was something I was going to talk to you about today about giving her the 12 week program. Yes. Do the 12 week program because they want something different because they bored. I think that's like us people, people say, what's your number one priority when you write people a workout program? I said, I need to make it interesting enough for them to keep their attention for the long term. 100%. It needs to be the long term. I got a buddy of mine, Nick Tuminello, who's like the number one writer for like Men's Health and T Nation. He's a big time writer. I was I was lucky enough to meet him early in his in, in his um in his career. So he's friends with me. He's not too big time. And but he says he'll give people workouts and he'll say, Hey, here are the four workouts. Here are the here are the six exercises you have today. Pick four. Smart. It is, isn't it? Because some people, some people hate doing lunges. Yeah. If they hate doing lunges, then they're not going to go work out. Correct. If like their workout sucks. If people know their body too, like if there's certain things on there that hurt more than others, they're going to drop those immediately. Like who knows what else that could help with injuries and everything else. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like, I, so I started implementing that with people that I'm like, Hey, you're going to do this exercise, this exercise. I'm going to give you two options here and two options here. Choose what you want. Here are the sets and reps. And people like that. Because they're not, they, they enjoy going to the gym, yep. want to be there. It's supposed to be fun. It, exactly. Like, and one- I make it a competition with myself. Like that's how I, I, I have to compete in everything I do. I'm, I'm that guy, right? Like I have to be, I want to be the best at everything I do, even though I suck at it. I don't care. But, so yeah. 
in fitness, I can't compete against Josh. So I'm going to compete against myself like every single day. I'm like that freak that like keeps track of like PRs and how, how fast I can do things. Wrong with that. Yeah. That's, that's how I get through it. I know that's not right for everybody, but for me, I make it all a game and I compete about everything I do. Yeah. And, and, and see, that's where I think like in my industry, people will um, like the elitists will, will hammer CrossFit. They'll kill it. CrossFit's too good. And I'm like, Hey guys, here's the deal. CrossFit's done more for people wanting to get in shape and made it fun and competitive with a good culture yes. since Muscle Beach 1972 Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Why would you hate on it? Because people, honestly, I think it's a lot of people in the fitness world hate on it because they didn't come up with the idea. Probably. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. And so, dude, let's get some of it's like somewhat over the top, like some of the people, not, not, not what they do, but some yeah. of the people are a little bit crazy. But Yeah. But you know what? what me and you grew up in a subculture of jujitsu. Oh, yeah. I tell people, CrossFit people and jujitsu people are the same. This people just like like ripping calluses off their hands. This group likes choking people. They're obsessed, all of them. Yes. And all they want to do is talk about jujitsu. Like I told, I remember there were times doing jujitsu, and I was in the dating world, and you know, you date a girl, and they'd go to like, "Hey, we're gonna have people over." I'd be like, "Is anybody there do jujitsu?" She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, what am I gonna talk to them about?" What do I do? Like, what do I talk about? Yeah, what do I, what do I, I don't know what to do there, right? So I tell people all the time, I can't not CrossFit because I've been so deep in the jujitsu culture that I know what it's like to be that way. But let's face it, there's a lot of people that have never have worked out like if it wasn't for CrossFit because they, it's an intercompetition. Yes. Right. And that's where I think these challenges are going to be good. Like we're doing this seven day My Fitness Pal challenge. Yes. It's a challenge. So people go, Ooh, it's a challenge, but it's an, it's an accountability. They're going to see, I'm, I'm, I'm making it fun for them to do my fitness pal. Well, and look, the two things you need to make things work for everyone is like an accountability piece somehow always helps and having them part of a community or a tribe, like mixing those together and all of us being able to go, okay, I could, I could not track my food this today or ignore my fitness pal, but I'm supposed to post this thing tonight in, in the Facebook group. So I'm just going to do it. Like it's that little thing that makes you actually comply with what you're trying to get yourself to do. I'm all for it. I think these challenges are awesome. So, I mean, this one, just to explain to everybody, all, all it is is just a little accountability challenge. Like every day we're just asking people who want to participate to post their in game on their, my fitness pal, like show us what you ate. Like, let's, yeah. let's see, you know, post it in there. And, and uh, it's not for us. It's not like we're judging anybody. It's for everyone to do it themselves. Well, it's for them to realize. Okay. I maybe not have eaten great because I wrote it down today. Wow. I need to do better. Right. Well, the, the whole thing with my fitness pal for me, it, and I, I said, I was on a video today talking about it. It's like, it's not even about so much that exact meal for me. Cause I'm new to this. Right. It, for me, it, it has taught me so much about food by yeah. tracking my food. Like I, I cannot track. I, I still track every day, but now I know what to order at places. Like I know, because I've entered everything and searched it and found out, I, I know when I go to this restaurant, I should order this. And when I go to this restaurant, I should order this. And when I eat this at home, this is what it's going to be. So I know things that I won't even reach for now and things that I will, that I didn't even know before. So my fitness pal for me, like educated me on nutrition. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And um, <clears throat> I get a lot of people who say, um, um, you know, I eat pretty healthy. And then they write it down and they're like, oh my God. No, no. You, I thought I ate healthy until I started tracking. And I was like, oh my God, I, yeah. I'm, I, how am I alive? Yeah. And, um, you know, I work with a lot of athletes and their parents will come to me about nutrition and they'll be like, my kid can't gain weight, but I swear to God, he's eating all day. And then I see their food log and I'm like, oh my God. Doritos, Twizzlers. Breakfast, lunch, and no, nothing until nine o'clock. Yeah. Right. So my fitness pal is just their own accountability. And I, and, and, you know, I, I, I want us to do other challenges, right? Like yes. we can do little cardiovascular challenges or, you know, post, post a selfie at the gym challenges. Well, I want to get the, uh, one of those heart rate monitors that share, you see what, uh, Joe Rogan and those cats are doing for sober October. They all have the bands or whatever they're using and they track and they're on a team competing, like with how much they redline. That would be a challenge, bro. That'd be fun. Cause you know, he probably hangs around some dudes that are ballers. Like, like he probably hanging around like Tim Kennedy at on at center. Awesome. And, and that sure. guy's, that guy's a freakazoid. That yep. guy's a different, that guy's a different level of human being. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So I, I literally just had to pause it cause my dogs are barking and I don't remember what we were talking about. So yeah, Tim I Kennedy. think that's a good end point. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm good with that. The okay. So that's what we'll do. Um, Let's recap this. Here's the deal. If you're listening to this, you've fallen off the wagon. Don't do it two days in a row. You're in complete control the next day. Don't beat yourself up about it. Get back on the game the next day. I think that's a great message for our community, for a lot of people, whether it's nutrition, whether it's working out. And to be transparent, I've had a tough three weeks. I haven't wanted to work out. I literally just haven't wanted to work out. So I found something different, which is this blood flow restriction training. I, and I say this in the group all the time. And people all the time were like, hey, I'm following your workouts because I'll post my workouts. And I'm like, hey, that might not be a good idea because I'm a mad scientist. Like, you know, like I'll train until I'm crippled, right? Like I would never tell somebody to do some of the things I do, right? Um, I'm just trying them because I'm just like, I wonder what 20 reps of squats three days a week for six weeks would do. <laughs> well, I did that workout. I did one set of 23 days a week for six weeks. And I didn't squat for like six weeks after that because I was broken. Right? That's why we have Mike Wines. We yes. have Mike Wines to keep us underneath some science, to talk sense into us, to keep this scientific, right? To keep this from just going completely off the grid scientifically because it would, it would easily, this, this, oh. ship, would, this ship would sink if Mike Wines didn't drop some scientific knowledge. And, you know, he's the one that told me one time, he goes, behavior modification doesn't happen through education. It happens from accountability and leading by example. Boom, there it is right there. What's our group do? That's exactly accountability it. Accountability and a bunch of people leading by example. So that's it. I think that's, we're good there. Perfect. Well, speaking of the group, if, uh, if you haven't joined our group yet, what's, what's the fancy... Uh, uh, domain that you have there, Josh, for this. Oh, uh, yourfitnessgroup.com. Perfect. Yourfitnessgroup.com. You can find out everything we're doing there. That's the only place you need to go. From there, you can go in the pin post. You can check out our YouTube. You can get our free workouts. All, yep. all the uh, the macro sheet, all the goods are in yourfitnessgroup.com. I tell people all the time, that group has everything you need to start or continue a fitness journey. There we go.
All right. Home run. With that, thank Peace you, everyone, for, for listening. Make sure you share this with at least 400 people, or if you don't, then I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Have a good day. Later.